I'll stop doing that now. See, you only need to know one word, don't you, when you're singing classical music, and that's de. <laughs> but maybe a diddle. Good evening, good evening, darling listener. How are you? It's a bit soggy out there. I always talk about the weather. Well, we're English, aren't we? <laughs> well, I am. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're listening somewhere wonderful on the world. Well, everywhere is wonderful as far as I'm concerned. If you are alive and on the planet, that's good enough, don't you think? So what have we got for you tonight here on Happy Classics Sid Valley Radio for the next two hours? As always on a Thursday evening, just some of the best music from, well, from every, everywhere, really. What have I got? I've got something that'll make you feel warm. I very nearly wanted to put the uh, the raindrop prelude in, but then I thought <laughs> if I were to do that, all of my listeners would just desert me because uh, wherever you are on the planet, in the country or wherever, it's been very, very soggy here in Sidmouth, East Devon for the last few days. I drove over to uh, Tallerton today, which is a village about, I don't know, 10 miles away, 12 miles away, standing water everywhere, and uh, had to go through some... Um, well, you have to go through those that standing water very slowly, don't you, so that you don't end up drowning your engine. Hey-ho, but made it back in one piece, certainly in time to get here to present my show for you. So I hope you're going to enjoy it. What have we got now? Ah, yes. I always finish whenever I play this, and I've played it a few times on my show because it's really fun. I always go, yeehaw, but I've just done the yeehaw ahead of it. You know what's coming now, don't you?
I resisted saying yeehaw at the end because I said it at the beginning. Yes, the wonderful Copeland there, the hoedown from his four dance, what he calls it. Um, it'll, it'll stop me in a minute. I'm having a moment. This is really bad, isn't it? The first tune in the show and I've sort of lost it. Four dance episodes, thank you. Because uh, the little thing runs across my screen to tell me what it is, but there's only a small window for the words to be in. So if I'm sort of pausing and waiting... That's what's happening. Leonard Bernstein there, and he was conducting the New York Philharmonic. So I've been pretty soggy out there, and uh, but isn't it getting light at the end and the beginning of the days now? It's quite nice, isn't it? So it uh, won't be long before it's the equinox and the clocks go forward and we lose an hour. <laughs> Good job it's a Sunday when we do that. But it's, it's getting, it is getting a bit lighter, although I have to say yesterday it didn't get particularly light all day because of the low... Uh, the low cloud we had with the, with the rain and everything. But it is it is sort of moving towards spring, isn't it? I think I've got, have I got something to do with the spring? No, I did. I think I had. No, I haven't got it in. I did have, um, I did put it in and then took it out again. <laughs> I've made a right mess of my list tonight. But it is all great music. It doesn't matter what goes on my list. You can't not have great music when you've got uh, stuff from Bach, Beethoven, Beethoven and Mozart, our usual Holy Trinity. We've got something from the movies in a minute as well. And in the meantime, we've got a flying mouse. <laughs> That'd be Strauss's overture to Deflider Mouse, the bat. <laughs>
audience got cut off there but they seem to enjoy it don't you think that was um, Strauss's overture to Die Fleidemaus the Bat Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra under Herbert von Karajan so I usually play one or two little things from the movies or from the TV and uh, it's very difficult not to play something by John Williams isn't it <laughs> here with the three million Oscars for film uh, for film music and scores and everything didn't he just win something else? I think he did. Oh, I can't remember what it was. Golden Globe, that was it. Didn't he just win the Golden Globe? I can't remember what film it was for. He's just gone and done something again. He's just that good. So let's play something for him from him because everything's great, isn't it? He could, he could play any of them. But what I always say about John Williams' music is it, you always want to fly, don't you? You always want to feel like you want to fly. And uh, especially on the fantasy films like Harry Potter. But this is the flight to, to Neverland, talking of flights. And of course, E.T. as well, you can do that. You can fly on your bike, can't you, if, you, if you're listening to that. But this is the flight to Neverland from Hook. I've never seen the film. I ought to do that, really, ought I? But anyway, here we go. Let's take off. Is it second, uh, second star on the right and straight on till morning or something? Let's go and do that.
Very good there, John Williams and the Flight to Neverland from Hook and the London Symphony Orchestra was conducted by Gavin Greenwell. Did you enjoy that? I certainly hope you did. If you didn't and you'd like something that you'd want for yourself and you you want to tell me, you can, you know. You can text me 07565 825041 or email me studio at sidvalleyradio.co.uk. Um we are getting a bit further away from the loud end of the show and, and slowly gliding into the, uh, the the part of the show that's sort of, you know, the middle bit, which is, you know, not too loud and not too quiet. And then, of course, I'll be tucking you up into bed about 10 o'clock. So uh, if you're going to ask for anything now, make sure it's not too loud. I don't want to scare the natives. <laughs> don't want to scare the indigenous. I don't know what the indigenous are. Indigenous to my show. Who are you? I don't know. <laughs> I could have one listener. I could have 101. I could have a thousand. I don't know. The boss never tells me. He just says, you've got good numbers for your show, Denise. I'm thinking, really? But I don't know what good means. He hasn't hasn't sort of, you know, done that thing. He hasn't objectively said how many it is. I mean, good could be. I've got three listeners this week compared to one last week. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, if you are a regular listener, you are very, very welcome. And of course, if you are a new listener, you too are more than welcome to the show. And, um, Whatever's going on here this evening, I don't know what you've got going on in your life. Hopefully it's not too soggy. Uh, nothing much going on in mine at the moment. I'm just working in the day and poodling around. Of an evening. I'm nearly finishing a jigsaw. <laughs> don't tell me I don't know how to live. I'm on the edge there. <laughs> Gets a bit busy next month because I've got um, 
I'll be seeing, seeing my son. Uh, we share a birthday. I say one of my sons. I'll, see, I'll be seeing both of my sons, but I share a birthday with the youngest. We were both born on a Friday and both born in a precipitate manner, shall we say. My mother only just made it to the hospital. I only just made it to the kitchen door. <laughs> he was keen to get here, people, and he's been in a bit of a hurry ever since. So, uh, yeah, that was interesting. So, yes, it's, that, that, that's, that's a birthday you wouldn't forget, isn't it, really? But sadly, the, the, the poor child didn't even come gift-wrapped, so uh, I'll have to just cope with, the, with the, the stress of that. Actually, it was quite funny, but uh, and it's, it's, it's the sort of story when you have an, an unusual birth like that, you know, your son turns up on the kitchen floor. And, and I kid you not, as I was uh, screaming in, you know, whatever pain that you're in when you're having your child, um, Jehovah's Witnesses knocked at the door. <laughs> I kid you not, and um, and of course they they sort of you know husband opens the door said no go away close the door and next thing you know they could hear this screaming behind the door so no doubt they thought that uh, poor Neil was um, battering his wife senseless. <laughs> oh, it was I could I could die out for it. If I gave you the full story of that, you would not believe me. You'd think yeah you've made that up, but it really is one of those barking things that happen in your life, and you think did that really happen? And I'm afraid it did. <laughs> So anyway, the, the good news was I got a healthy baby out of it. And as I often say to Lewis, quite possibly the best birthday present I ever had. Well, not quite possibly, absolutely the best birthday present I ever had. So it's uh, it's rare. In fact, I can't remember a time when we didn't, all four of us, get together for a birthday. So we're doing that uh, early part of next week or the week after. I think it's the week after. And uh, I'm going to have a nice lunch out and swap presents and be very silly because that's what you do, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, dear, dear, dear. What have I got going on now? Ah, yes. Here's something exciting. Talking of going out and having a nice lunch, it being a birthday, double birthday celebration, of course. You'd be having a drink, wouldn't you? Maybe a glass of shampoo. Who knows? From La Traviata, here is the drinking song, and you can have one on me. Thank you. 
Oh, I hope you had a nice glass on me there. Charles Gerhard was conducting the London, no, the National, I'll get it right now, the National Philharmonic Orchestra, because there's more than one Philharmonic, you know, there's a few of them. So, yeah, that was uh, normally um, an opera piece, isn't it? But I wasn't quite sure I could cope with, uh, <laughs> because the opera version is very loud. So that's just one without the words. You could put your own words in there. And maybe you did. And that's the interesting thing about classical music, isn't it? You could uh, you could always, if you are such a, if you have that sort of mind, you could make up your own lyrics to, to music, couldn't you? I don't think I've got that sort of mind myself. In fact, I don't. I don't have that kind of imagination. <laughs> I know lots of people do. I'm no lyricist is what I'm trying to say. Hey-ho. What have we got now? Ah, yes, I do believe we have our very first. Do we have our first? And talk amongst yourselves for a minute while I try and work out what I'm playing next. Oh, no, we, we don't. Not yet. The one after, I think. Yes, yes. Hiding now. <laughs> We've got a string section. Not a whole string section. We've got a cello followed by a violin. So let's go with the cello first. And this is um, Haydn's Cello Concerto, number one in C major. And this is the third movement from that. Thank you. 
Very good, isn't it? So, Mitislav Rostropovich, what a great name, <laughs> um, was playing the cello and he was also conducting the Academy of St. Martin in the Fields from the cello. He's just that clever. It's great having a name like that. I, I was, uh, my brother Ken was at, with, was at school with a guy called John Smith. And this is, n- this is not a lie. Poor old John uh, was obviously caught on the corridor misbehaving or doing something. And we are talking many, many years ago now. <laughs> When the, in the days of corporal punishment, remember that when you could get a slap from, from your teacher? You can't look at the children these days. Oh, no, you can't do that. But you certainly can't give them the strap, which is what uh, poor old John got when this teacher said, Hey, boy, come here. What have you been doing? And what's your name? And he went, John Smith, sir. How dare you be so insolent, said this teacher. Obviously didn't believe poor old John. And he got, uh, he got walloped for what was supposed to be a lie, but was actually the truth. So, and, and unbelievably, my other son, Richard, he went to school with, um, believe it or not, a guy called Harry Potter. Now, that poor lad would have been christened, born or whatever, named long before J.K. Rowling let her books out. And, of course, he was at school as the Harry Potter thing took off like a rocket. Um, can you imagine? You'd change your name, wouldn't you? You would change your name. <laughs> poor lad. Anyway, hey-ho. So, um, so how, how did I get on to that? Oh, yeah, Mitislav Rostropovich, what a great name. You'd never, you, you wouldn't confuse anybody with that, would you? Because, well, there's a lot of, um, lot of O's in there and an awful lot of consonants. <laughs> I'll move on quickly. Something without too many consonants. Hilary Hahn, a bit of alliteration instead. And this is the first of our Holy Trinity, a bit of Bach and one of the violin concertos. This is great. It's the violin concerto number two in E major. Thank you. 
See, now that is a happy piece of music, isn't it? And if you think about the show, what's the name of it? Yeah, Happy Classics. That is one such piece of music where if you hear it, you cannot help but smile. And did you find yourself sort of gently swaying from side to side? <laughs> Some sort of pieces of music do that, particularly the waltzes. Do you ever, do you ever find when you've got the waltz going on? And if, I, if you listen to my show on a regular basis, I quite often throw a couple of waltzes and quite often I'll string some dance music together so you, you might get three waltzes on the trot and uh, and you'll, you'll find yourself gently swaying from side to side <laughs> i do it's so sad but you can't help it M- music does that to you doesn't it it does do that i had an interesting fact uh today i was listening to a podcast which i do a lot of and i heard something which is really quite interesting it, uh, i sing in the local choral societies you know we were doing our rehearsal last night of the messiah which will be performing on the 27th of april i know i have sorry sorry dear listener i know that i'm always banging on but it's interesting isn't it so because you've got all those little dots and lines and blobs and things on a stave and of course it, it must have taken a very long time for that to um evolve over time to actually get uh the, the length of the beat and where it should be, the pitch and all those other things actually written down so that when you look at a piece of music, I don't know, just say that one there that Hilary Cahans just played, she'll have her line for the violin, but the entire orchestra, which was, of course, the Los Angeles Chamber Orchestra, if I didn't mention that, um, would have had uh, their own lines to do, their own bits of music to do. And, of course, while that was all being done, you know, hundreds of years ago, of course, the... Uh, the Chinese were doing their own thing and various other countries were recording their own music in their own way. And this is a re- this is an interesting little fact for you. So you can, if it ever comes up at a pub quiz, <laughs> you can say, ah, yes, I knew that. But it's not really a pub quiz question, but what you can do is amaze your friends with it because I was astounded when I heard this. Of all the ways that there are of recording music or writing it down so that if you could write it down and then pass that piece of music to someone said, there's... There is a symphony there. Go and play it. Someone could take that music away, put it in front of the the Los Angeles Chamber Orchestra or whoever, and they could replicate that music. Of all the ways that there are of recording music on the planet, the only one that will go both ways is the way that, say, Handel did his, you know, that sort of the stave that we use in England and, well, probably started off in Germany, didn't it, or somewhere like that. But anyway, that he, he, the Chinese, we can, we can take their music and put it onto our, our own classical staves and play it, but we can't replicate um, a Beethoven or Bach or a bit of Mozart or anything else onto the Chinese way of recording music and then have them play it. It's, it's really weird, but ours is the only one that can do that. When I say ours, it sounds like it's mine because it's the world's, isn't it? But it is a system of playing music. But that five-line stave with the little blobs on is the only way, the, the only one, the only method ever conceived. And obviously it's been refined over the years, hundreds of years by people. But I thought that was absolutely fascinating, don't you think? And, of course, I was, um, I was doing my singing last night and we're doing, of course, we're doing Handel. And, of course, it's Baroque, isn't it? And you get all those runs... <laughs> All those little semi-quavers, 16 notes in a four-beat bar. It's like, oh, my God. Anyway, so and if you can't count, and sometimes I lose I lose my track of counting because my attention to detail, my, my attention span is like a small gnat. Uh, or, or if I wanted to be nice to myself, I could say it's like a butterfly. <laughs> and if you don't count, and I find myself counting like fury, you know, especially when there's rests and you're trying to count the rests. That's always the killer, isn't it? And if, you, and if your conductor forgets to point to you to bring you in, you, you could be left sort of hanging there. Really interesting. Anyway, if you, if you do attend the um, 
Choral Society performance of Messiah on the 27th of April in the parish church. I stand on the front row, mainly because I'm the shortest, <laughs> or pretty short, and because uh, I sing tenor. Uh, so we've got half a dozen men and they're all taller than me, but the ladies stand on the front of which I'm one. And you'll probably see me if, you, if, if I'm standing on the front of you, you can catch sight of me. You'll see, you'll see my foot going like fury or you might see my hand tapping down the side of my leg in a desperate attempt to keep the beat as I'm throwing together 16 semi-quavers in a four beat bar or something similar. Anyway, come and have a laugh. I mean, come and have a look and join in. Oh, I don't know. It's all very silly. Talking of um, dancing, which is I did a minute ago about the waltzing and stuff like that, I've got this piece of music now by Oliver Davis. Now, you might, if you are a regular listener to the show, um, I quite often play bits by Oliver Davis. He's a modern composer. I think he's great. And if you if you go on Spotify or, or whatever, or, or wherever you download your music, and go and look at, and put Oliver Davis in there, and you can see all of his albums. One's called Air, and one's called Dance, and one's called something else. And they've all got... Um, They've all got the same sort of design. On There's one called Solace, that's right, as well. And they've all got the same sort of design. And there's one called Blue, which is just funny enough, like a blue. But they've all got sort of like half moon or sort of crescent moon, sorry, on the left-hand side of it in different colours. And it's such a lovely idea that you, you could look at that album from a distance and know it was an Oliver Davis album. So this one is from his album called Dance or Dance, if you're being posh. I'm a northerner. Flat foul gives me away every time. And this is the first movement from dance number one. And uh, you've got Oliver there, along with um, the uh, Royal Philharmonic Orchestra and Carenza Peacock's joining in as well. Hugh Watkins, and I'm not quite sure what instruments they play. You'll have to just have go and look it up. I'm not, you know, I'm not totally cognizant of everything. I could look it up, but that's just boring, isn't it? I'll let you do, I've got to let you do some of the work. And all held together by Paul Bateman. And this is just a happy piece of music as well. So you can dance to this too. Thank you. 
What do you think of that then? I think it's very jolly. <laughs> I quite often, if I'm, uh, I quite often put Oliver Davis on in the kitchen, and because uh, I just find his music so that's quite lively for him. But I just find some of the, I just find it really, really lovely music. And he does a lot of music uh, where there are people singing. Maybe I ought to do um, one with voices on it as well. I think I might try that soon and see what you think of that as well. And you can, I'll always have your opinion. You can always. Email me studio at sidvalleyradio.co.uk and text me 07565 as per usual. So, but yeah, I think that's uh, very jolly. And uh, I, I often say, don't I, violin's not my favourite, but the violin was very uh, big there on that piece of music. And I think it's just great. So I think I'm going to have to stop saying that <laughs> I'm not that keen on violin music because whenever I hear it, I just think, yeah, that's a great piece of music. Why do I say that? So here is a promise, people. I'll never say it again. And for anyone that knows me, they will know that I have never made a promise that I did not keep. So uh, let's swiftly move on to a bit of Beethoven, the second of our Holy Trinity this evening and symphony number one third movement. Thank you. 
Well, that was jolly good, wasn't it? The London Symphony Orchestra. There's been a lot of London-based things. Joseph Cripps conducting. Um, it's purely by accident more than anything else. I think I've got the Bournemouth Symphony Orchestra in a minute. Oh, yeah, I think we're getting a bit more cosmopolitan. Oh, yeah, I've got the Berlin Phil as well later, so I don't feel quite so bad now. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, right, what, what we've got now? Oh, I, this, I love this one. This is, this is quite a nice... This is one of the British light music classics. <laughs> British light music, you know, you know what I mean. Oh, this is a great piece of music. I think I've got two from that sort of environment. In fact, even three. I might have something from Ronald Binge later. It depends on whether I do too much chat. I might have to slip something out. As always, I load up tons of music and then do too much chat and then I don't get to play it all. Hey, hey ho, never mind. Handling the strand. Let's get on with it.
lovely, isn't it? Eastman Rochester Pops Orchestra. I've never played that orchestra before. And that was uh, Frederick Fennel who was conducting fennel. That's one of my very favourite vegetables. I've got this great recipe for fennel. I won't boy with it now. <laughs> so I, was, I was just about to rattle off, you know, white wine, garlic, lots of butter in the oven with a bit of foil over the top. Well, in a dish in the oven with foil. It was absolutely delicious. Um, too late. I've just given you the recipe now, haven't I? It's lovely. Do try it. And then put the little fluffy fronds on as a little garnish on the end just to make it look lovely. Uh, what was I going to say? That was um, Percy Granger. He of um, English Country Garden. I don't like playing that one. Not because it's not a popular piece of music. It's because Percy Granger hated it. Because um, once it got out there, that was all he was known for. And he absolutely hated it. So when I heard that, I thought, poor old Percy, I'll find something else that I know, that, you know, I will like of his. And Hand on the Strand fits the bill there. And I think that's a lovely piece. It's very jolly, isn't it? Very jolly. But poor old Percy went to his death hating the tune that made him famous. He said, I did more than that, you know. And you, you have to feel sorry for him. Who was it? Is it Max Brooks? He was another one, wasn't he? The violin concerto. And that, that overshadowed everything else he ever did. And it was like, oh, for heaven's sake, I've just done more than that. Which is sometimes when I play Vivaldi or Holst, I'll say something like Vivaldi here. And he did more than just the Four Seasons, you know, or with Holst, he did more than just the planet, you know. Because <laughs> it's going to be very difficult, isn't it, to be remembered by just one tune, and uh, especially when you've done other stuff. So I do like playing a bit of other Granger, and that is one of my favourites of his. Now here is uh, Kachachurian, another great name, and this is uh, this is a, an, an immense piece of music. We're going to have um, ten minutes of this, and for those of us of a certain age, you'll remember this from the Oneidin line, that uh, television series back way back. Asking Mum about it, the Adagio of Spartacus and Phrygia. Now it's such a romantic piece of music. It's it's when Phrygia and Spartacus meet again after a long time, and it's just such the most romantic piece of music on the planet. So well, let me say this is the most romantic piece of music on my show tonight. Then let's not exaggerate. But um, it's, it just feels like what it is. It's just two people who uh, adore each other, who have been separated a long time and finally get to meet again. It's just lovely. So squeeze up, cuddle up with your significant other on the sofa and enjoy some romance.
Just making sure that there wasn't a last little pulse on the <laughs> last little chord there going on. The Bournemouth Symphony Orchestra, that beautiful, beautiful piece of music. Kirill, Kirill Karabitz was conducting that beautiful Spartacus theme, the Adagio of Spartacus and Phrygia. Just great music, isn't it? I hope you were snuggled up with someone special to hear that because it's just lovely, isn't it? Something quite special, but a completely different mood. I tell you, what, I'm going to change this around. I'm going to change this around. I'm going to do this one next. I've just, I've just changed my playlist because I, I think the next piece wouldn't have worked, but this one is because this is lovely. It's from a film. It's from an animated film. The music's by Michael Giacchino, and it's, um, it's from a film called Up, and it's called Married Life. So if you're snuggled up with your special person, and maybe you are married, and maybe you're not, it doesn't really matter. If you're married in your head, that's enough, isn't it? If you've committed yourself to somebody. And this is just lovely, isn't it? And um, I think marriage is a wonderful institution. But who was it that said who wants to be who wants to live in an institution? Well, plenty of people do. And, um, and I think if you can get the right partner, I don't think there's anything better. I was talking to somebody yesterday, and they've been married for 64 years. And it's like, good grief, that is just more than a lifetime for some people, isn't it? And if you can do it, I think that's a great achievement. Thank you. 
Oh, well, that's just lovely, isn't it? Sounds like what it is, doesn't it? You know, if you've been with someone for a very long time, have you ever been with someone that long that you can have an entire conversation with them without actually saying a word? You know what I mean, don't you? When you sort of walk into a room together and you both spot the same thing and you both look at each other and you have that conversation like, have you just seen what I've just seen? Yeah, I've just seen. What do you think of that? I think, well, yeah. And you have that whole conversation, don't you? And that's very, very funny. Very funny. And I shall now play the piece of music I was going to play before that. And you can see why it would have been absolutely inappropriate (laughs) to follow that Phrygia and uh, Spartacus song if I'd followed it with this instead of the Married Life one, because it's a cute little piece. I like a bit of pizzicati. And this is the pizzicati from uh, Delib's ballet, Sylvia. Cute in the Paris Opera Orchestra under, oh, Daniel Defayette, I think. Roger Andre was doing the plucking, for want of a better word. Yes, that's the word. So our third and final Holy Trinity member coming right up just for you. And of course, it's Mozart because we haven't heard him yet, have we? And this is, I, I love a bit of flute. And uh, here we go, because this is the um, Concerto for Flute and Orchestra number two. And it's the third movement from that.
great isn't it the uh, Berlin filler did say that I was going to play them and there they are Claudio Abado was conducting Emmanuel Pahud on the flute 
Should we get on a boat now? Go for a little sail, a little float down the river, actually, rather than a sail, just a little barcarolle. And Gauthier Capuçon is going to play the cello for this one. And he's, he's sort of the, um, the Tales of Hoffman. So <laughs> the barcarolle from that. And it's the Orchestra de Chambre de Paris. And Lionel, oh, I can't pronounce that, Brangier, Brangier, I'm going to go for that, I could be wrong, is going to conduct. So this is just three and a half minutes of just lovely music for floating down a river. Thank you. 
that's lovely, isn't it? I hope you enjoy that little float. Orchestra de Chambre de Paris and Lionel Branger was uh, backing up the lovely Gautier Capuçon. Now that was um, that was an album to do with Paris. I think every 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 um, something on every track on that album by Capuçon was something to do with Paris. But here we we're going to go to Aranjuez now. So we're going to go away from Paris and go to Spain. Let's a bit of a bit of European stuff. Why not? And um, and this is a bit of sunshine for you. Ten minutes of lovely sunshine because we need a bit, don't we? <laughs> Just a tiny bit. Don't we? Won't mind if we have a bit. Um, let's see what we got here. Thibaut Garcia and the Orchestra Nacional. Hang on a second, I'll get there in a minute. Do Capital, do something or other. Hang on a second, just doing that thing where it's running along to, to Toulouse, that's right. So, and they are the backing uh, orchestra for Ben Glassberg, who is going to be playing the guitar. So, put your shades on. Pretend it's warm. <laughs> Pretend it's sunny because it's not cold, but it is. It's it's pretty dull. Pretend it's sunny, and let's all go to Spain for ten minutes.
hope you enjoyed that little bit of sunshine there for 10 minutes. You're back in England now. Well, to be fair, you could be anywhere, couldn't you? But uh, for those of you that are living locally here in Sidmouth, I know you're soggy, but I hope you enjoyed that 10 minutes of sunshine. <laughs> oh, dear, dear. Schubert now. We haven't played him for a while, have we? And this is not my favourite uh, Schubert, which is always his fifth symphony, but I love it all, all of his things. But the fifth in particular is my favourite. But this is still a lovely piece of music. It's some music he wrote for uh, a play called Rosamunda. And this is just gorgeous.
that's gorgeous, isn't it? So Claudio Bardo was conducting the Chamber Orchestra of Europe. So I've got a couple of, um, I did promise you some more English light music, and here it is. I did mention Ronald Binge, and so let's go and join him. We, we had the little boat thing before, didn't we, the bark roll, but we've got small water now, as if we haven't got enough with the rain we've had. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but this is... This is delightful. The Slovak Radio Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Adrian Lieper, are going to play Binge's Watermill.
I just that's beautiful, isn't it? Good old Ronald Binge, the, the greatest comp- exponent, should I say, of British light classical music. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're pretty much down to the last piece of music in the show this evening. So. All I have to do now is say thank you so much for joining me today or this evening. I hope you've enjoyed what we've played. We've had our usual Holy Trinity who will undoubtedly return next week for a bit more of the same. You can always email the studio anytime. So if there's anything that you want me to play next week, let me know and I shall pick it up in the week. In the meantime, I hope you have a drier week than we've had and I look forward to your company again next week. Please do look after yourself. Stay safe, stay warm, stay dry. And yeah, let's do all of that again. Let's do it all again next week because I can't wait to come back next Thursday, eight o'clock till 10, as always, and play more happy classics just for you. Stay, stay well. See you next week. Thank you.